Hello everybody, my name is Tina and I am a certified life coach. Welcome back to the Pursuit of Confidence podcast. Let's get to it. Hi everyone, today I want to share how life coaching changed my thoughts around the relationship with my parents, my abuser, and the reality of being a victim of those abuses. When I learned how the concept of having a negative emotion towards someone is actually a painful choice that we put on ourselves, it was just so interesting to me. And so I dug deep into that concept. I learned that the other person doesn't feel anything and we're the ones that are feeling it. And it's a reflection of me to be negative towards them. And it doesn't have to be a reflection of me if I choose it not to be. And what I mean by this is if I feel or think something about my dad, it doesn't reflect who he is. It reflects who I am. I'm the one feeling and thinking and acting from a space of negativity. Those thoughts and those feelings are coming from what I think about him, how I feel about him, and it makes me show up in that same way. It is me living into the thoughts of negativity, whether that negative thought and feeling is about somebody else, it ultimately makes me be the negative person. So I took this work and I looked at the relationship with my parents and I thought to myself, how can I love my father for what he was instead of something that I wish he was? And I went on this journey on how to change what I thought should have been to being okay to what was. Was my father an abusive drug addict? Yes. Was he more than that? Yes. What more was he then? Well, he was someone who taught me the value of a clean home. He taught me how to be detail-oriented. He taught me how to be still and enjoy reading. He showed me the importance of humor. He showed me how to have a different relationship with different people. And he showed me that it's okay to be alone. So being able to see my father as more than just a man who let his kids go hungry or his daughters experience sexual abuse and a man who was an addict helped me to see him with a glimpse of humanity and allowed me to feel love for a man that was separated from who my dad was. I was able to see him as a man that didn't know how to be whole and didn't know how to be a father and a man who didn't know how to love himself. So I gave myself permission to let go of the anger and the hate and all the questions that I had for him. I gave myself permission to have empathy and love for the man that he was and not the man that I wanted him to be or the dad that I wanted him to be, or the man that I thought he should be, or the dad that I wanted him to be for my brothers and sisters. And so with my mom, it was a little bit different. Because my father, he passed away when I was pregnant. He passed away when I was quite young. I was 19. And I had more years with my mother alive. And my mom, because I became a mother, I was held in confusion as to why she was the way she was in distancing from her own kids. I never understood how a mother could leave. I never understood how a woman could hand over her paycheck week after week and let her husband spend it all 
before buying groceries for her kids. I never understood why my mother took the information of her daughters being sexually abused and she swept it all under the rug. So using the same thought work, I had to come up with things that I learned from my mother. And I learned how to be a really hard worker. My mom was a hard worker. She just was, always was. I learned how to be creative with my home and make the best with what I had. I learned how to hold big gatherings for my siblings. And I learned how to be affectionate. My mom was affectionate. Knowing that I have the power to feel a certain way concerning my youth and my parents was very transforming for me. Knowing that I could be loving towards my parents in my thoughts, even if they weren't loving towards me in my life, was very eye-opening. Because again, I'm the one feeling those feelings, not my parents. And it helped me to have empathy, humility, compassion for who my parents were, as opposed to being angry, hateful, inside of myself for who my parents were and what I should have gotten as parents. And so when my mother was passing away, I was able to show up for her with compassion and love because I did this thought work. And so she passed away, and I knew that I didn't have any regrets towards her or the way that I treated her or the way that I showed up with her, and I was okay with that. Even though while she was alive, I changed my thoughts about her, but she didn't know that I had to do that thought work. Obviously, she knew that I was um, angry about some things because I had said it, but over the years, I was able to show up differently because I changed my thoughts. She didn't have to change anything about her. I changed me, and then I showed up in a more full way in our relationship. Now, her and I never came to amends, and her and I never got close or anything like that. But what I'm saying here is, is that you can have the relationship you want with somebody based on your thoughts. And those thoughts and feelings, when they're transformed, you can show up in a different way in that relationship. And it doesn't necessarily mean that anybody else has to do anything else in order to make you happy because you're the one who's making you happy with the way you're thinking and feeling about them. And so then I wanted to do thought work around my abuser. Now, I kind of use the same methods, just it was kind of towards myself because it's not like I still live into the anger and the hate and the confusion around my abuser, I just, it's all neutral, right? I just don't think about him. I don't think about what happened. Well, maybe that's not true completely, but what I'm saying is, is that I don't dwell on it and I don't use it as an excuse to not do something or use it as an excuse to do something or accuse myself of something because this happened. I no longer think of myself as the victim. And so my feelings and my thoughts towards my abuser are neutral. I don't have any loving feelings towards him, but I don't have any hateful feelings towards him. I don't regret what happened. I don't wish away what happened. And I don't think about what would have happened. It's all completely neutral. And I came to these thoughts because I did these same methods of my thoughts and feelings on myself. So if I get to decide who I am and who I get to be, 
then he doesn't get any power over my emotions or my thoughts as to what I was thinking because of his actions. Do you see the connection there? So I told myself I was no longer going to believe that I am unlovable because he stole my innocence from me. I'm no longer going to tell myself that I'm damaged because of the mental damage he did to me. I'm no longer going to abuse my body because he abused my body. And I was no longer going to believe that I was unworthy because he humiliated me for years. So I used my new thinking capacities to start believing new thoughts about myself that were full of hope and love. And I started thinking that my body belonged to me. And I practiced that thought over and over. And I was allowed to show it love and generosity. I had to give myself that permission. I had to give myself permission to treat myself with respect. And I started eating properly and exercising and loving what I looked like and loving who I was inside. I began telling myself how much I love myself and I gave myself evidence for this love. For example, I used how well I treated my daughter and what a great mom I was to how I had evidence to show love. I used the fact that I put myself through college and I didn't give up as evidence that I loved me, myself, and what I was doing and what I wanted. I used that as evidence that what I wanted mattered. And I used the evidence that I had throughout my life of what a hard worker I was and always used to be throughout my jobs and stuff and how I refused to shy away from hard work as evidence that I liked who I was. I liked things about me. I liked my sense of humor. I liked my exuberance. I liked the way that, that I was able to show up in different ways for myself and not give up. And so I listened to my teacher when she said that we are 100% lovable just because we exist. And I never really thought about that. And I have a relationship with God, and I've always used that relationship as my evidence that I was amazing because I'm amazingly made. I like anatomy. I work in the OR, and I get to see the amazingness of the anatomy and how beautiful it's all made together and how it works together. But I never really actually connected it to this thought that we're 100% lovable because we exist. I mean, how wonderful is that? I'm lovable because I live and breathe. It's just, it's so beautiful to me. And so I held on to that belief. I held on to that thought. And I actually live into it. I use that as my evidence that I am lovable. And so this work wasn't easy and it takes time. And it required me to be conscious of all my random thoughts. And that was like a lot of the time, a lot of my day, a huge part of my day. And it required me to dig down deep and pull out all of the residue that was laying around for years from my childhood and all of the recycled thoughts that I created for others and myself. I literally had to go pulling the weeds out from the roots. Everything had to go. But I was committed to myself. I was committed to this work. And I was committed to wanting to regrow my brain and my self-image. I no longer wanted to hear my father tell me that I was a maggot and a dog on the floor 
and then I would end up a food stamp queen. I no longer wanted to hear my mother tell me how I was loud and annoying. And I no longer wanted to hear my abuser telling me that no one would ever care about me. I came to the realization that if we are the ones that live inside our heads, that I'm going to make sure nobody else is inside my head, that it was just going to be me. So I went on a year-long journey and I overrode thoughts, feelings, and actions that were deeply ingrained inside of me. I finally took back my power by knowing that what other people say, do, or feel about me is literally not about me. And that is okay. I finally took back my power knowing that I am the only one in control. Even if I was in the effect of someone else's actions. And now I refuse to allow anyone's thoughts or feelings about me dictate how I view myself. I refuse to let myself down and I will always follow through and honor my choices towards myself. Even if sometimes I feel like I made a bad choice, I do my thought work on that and I, and I keep honoring, I keep showing up for myself like, hey, that wasn't a good choice, but we're going to keep moving on. Because I keep reminding myself that what I think about myself matters. How I show up for myself matters. What I want out of myself matters. And when we do that, we live into that self-image of who we want to be. We live into the self-love that we know is there. And it's so powerful. I, I don't spiral out of control and beat myself up. And I don't think negative things about myself. And I don't abuse myself anymore. That was the old me. That was the old personality. I stripped that off. And now I live into the new. And I'm not perfect. And it still takes daily work. But the work is so important to me that I'm willing to do it. I know it's unending work. So I, I'm willing to never stop doing it. I literally will not stop doing this work. It becomes easier, but it's still work, and I love it, and it brings me happiness to love myself. And so the new me is full of life and love and joy, and it's beautiful, and I like my life, and I like who I am, and I'm proud of myself for all this work that I've done, and I'm proud of myself for reminding myself that I matter, that I'm lovable, that I'm worthy. And everything that I want matters. And everything that I'm working towards is worthy. And so I would love to help you all reach these conclusions about yourself as well. You can send me a message at coachwithnolan at gmail.com. And we can chat about a coaching session that will help get you on the path to changing your thoughts about you. So you too can change your life. I promise you it is worth it. I promise you, it is going to be hard, but it's so beautiful to see that transition in yourself. Okay, everybody, please don't forget to leave me a review. Let me know how you're enjoying our time together. I like hearing all your comments. And I will talk to you all next week. Have a beautiful day. Bye.